This is an AMI podcast. Hey guys, welcome along to another episode of Double Tap for the 20th of October 2022. Today we're talking all about Envision glasses and we're going to be hearing from one of our listeners, Kevin Chow, who tells us all about his experience of them. You're listening to Double Tap, your daily accessible technology show. Now, here's your hosts, Stephen Scott and Sean Priest. Hey, Sean Priest, how are you today? I am fantastic. Thank you, Stephen. How are you? I'm good. You know, I'm so aware that yes. so many of our shows disappear into the, the mist that is our podcast on uh, hmm. Double Tap, uh, wherever yes. you get your podcast, Double Tap Podcast Online Thing. Well That's the official name. Yes. And I know a lot of the, the, the podcasts just get get buried. Is that how you say it? Buried? Because I, I must have, you always criticise me on my speech. Buried, yes. But is it buried or buried? Because it's a U in there, right? So Yeah, buried. no, you say it like straw buried. Yeah, it's it's an E. Buried. Okay, uh, I don't get that. What? Like strawberry? <laughs> just carry on. I say strawberry, right? Don't I? Strawberry. You do, strawberry. yeah. Yeah, but well, I can't believe don't I'm just, taking speaking no, English tips from you. I think she's got it. Just just drop the straw and say it. Say it, Berry. Berry. Yeah, you go. That's good. Berry. Beautiful. Yeah, that's, that doesn't oh, sound right. That no, that's good. Terrible. <sighs> anyway, um, what, what about what was, our podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I think you're saying that many of our podcasts just disappear into the ether yeah. of the podcast. Well, we universe. do them every day, and we get emails from people saying, "I can't keep up." So, look, yes. we're trying our best to, uh, you know, resurface some of our uh, interesting conversations we have because I think it's quite important that you you hear a lot of these. And in particular, uh, today I've picked out our conversation with Kevin Chow, who came on to talk about the Envision glasses. He also mentioned uh, DotPad as well, which we'll we'll talk about. But yeah, the Envision glasses is very interesting, of course, for many people because, frankly, <laughs> because of Ira. I mean, this is really, I mean, I know it sounds crazy. You're buying a product which has got its own features and its own things, but you're buying it really because there's this other thing you can get added onto, which kind of makes it amazing. And um, yes, I think a lot of people out there seem to be really pleased with it. And Ira really is the driver for a lot of people buying these glasses. So uh, we're going to talk uh, with Kevin Chow or replay, replay that conversation for you today so you can get a chance to hear it again. Uh, we had, of course, Karthik Karnan on, uh, a couple of weeks back, talking about Envision. And a really interesting conversation about what's to come, you know, with, with a lot of the new applications they're working on. Some they could tell us about, some they couldn't. Uh, do oh. go back and check that out. But, uh, yeah, we, we, I feel like I'm directing traffic, you know, here at, at the Double Tap. You know, it's like... You're doing well, Go, do, you know, go there, get this, get that, you know, listen to yep. that. But, yeah, I'll keep you up to I'll keep you right. Don't you worry. Don't listen to that, whatever you do, but listen to so that. Don't listen yep. to that, but listen to lots of that <laughs> and none of the other thing. Um... But I want to mention something else today, because while Kevin talks about Envision later, I want to talk to you about ARX Vision, because a lot of our audience have been in touch saying, come on, oh. Sean, you've had them now for a few weeks. Well, what, whoa, have they? Well, they're picking on me already. Yes. Unbelievable. Okay. And they're saying, yes. okay, how are you getting on with them? How are you feeling? Hmm. Okay. Well, um, yes. It, it, look, it, it's difficult because uh, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I don't recommend them. Simple as that. And I'm a little bit hesitant to say that because I, I think they are early in their development. I think there is some way to go. 
in the development of the software and maybe the hardware as well. Um, but in their in their current state, I just don't find the features that they have particularly compelling. So it's basically uh, it's just for people who don't know. So we're talking like a pair of aftershocks headset, and on the right hand side there is a a sm- say small box uh, which houses two HD cameras and has I think it's three tactile buttons on it. And there's also a USB cable coming off that box which plugs into a Android smartphone and on that smartphone you run the ARX app and it has features such as short text recognition you know that seeing AI and, and vision and and Google Lookout we'll all be aware of these sort of features so you have short text where it will read any text in front of you in real time you have document scanning you have facial recognition you have uh, object location and recognition so you can search for I think one of the things in there is a chair um, so when you're scanning around, it will tell you if they're, where, where that chair is. Um, and you know what? It's all fine, but it doesn't work astoundingly well, any better than it would on your smartphone. And for that reason, I just think, why would I pay the extra for this headset? Comes in around a thousand dollars, I think. Um, Plus, you need the Android phone. It doesn't support iOS as yet, although they do say it's coming, and maybe it will. Um, But at the same time, the app doesn't work that well. The voice is absolutely terrible, and I have no idea why, but the voice that's actually telling you, you know, reading the text out to you is grating. It sounds so low quality, it drives me crazy. Um, But again, I have spoken to people who say, "I, I like it. I, I like this product, so I don't want to totally dismiss it. But for me, I find the fact that you need to plug it into an Android phone and the fact that the feature set, although comparable to the other apps, it doesn't perform particularly better. And I don't find it convenient as just wearing a pair of Envision glasses or or actually just getting my phone out of my pocket. So for that reason... I, I can't recommend it, but at the same time, I am hesitant, and it's not because I am you know don't want to offend anyone. It's simply that I think this is early days for this product. So I'd much rather you know, say it's got the potential, but at the minute, I personally wouldn't be go- rushing out to buy this. Okay, so taking all of that into account, let's just imagine for a second that you're someone who has um, physical disabilities as well as, as visual disability, right? So let's say that you have issues, maybe holding a phone, uh, maybe you've got motor issues, or maybe you have something like um, Ellie Parkinson's. I think about my dad, for example, in this situation, he has Parkinson's and mm-hmm. you know, yep. you, holding a phone may be really difficult and is really difficult for him because it's shaking. So imagine that if you were, let's just say using it, you obviously have to hold the camera fairly still or the phone fairly still to, in order to get the image. So he would have difficulty there. So let's take that example and let's say he only uses an Android phone. So he's absolutely fine using the Android phone. Yes. Let's take all that into account. How would you feel in that situation, do you think? I mean, you have to essentially use, or you don't have to, but you, it's much easier to use the headset um, than it would be to use the the phone the, itself. The whole so, trying to hold the phone steady in front almost, of you. Almost let's like, just detach the fact that we, we can hold the phone in our hands for a second. Let's imagine that even if you want, the phone doesn't have a camera in this occasion. Um, so you have to use the headset. How, do, how does it feel using it then? If you just strip all that away, it's always easier to pull the phone out. 
No, yeah, yeah. I, I will give you that. And right, there's always going to be that use case where the actual, yeah, physically, it's it, it's the only option, or maybe even the better option. But still, when it comes down to the performance of the software that it's running, as I said, I don't think it works particularly well for the money. I, I would much rather spend the extra and get um, a different product. I'm not going to say which. I mean, you, you know, there are other options out there. You do have Envision. You do have Orcam. Um, I just feel that the performance of this product isn't quite there. Um, and as I said, the, the voice itself is absolutely awful. I know this sounds almost like cosmetic, but it isn't. When you're using this all the time, it does make a difference, and it sounds absolutely awful. That should be an easy fix, obviously. I get that. And that's why I'm saying, you know, it, with updates to the software, maybe this could come into its own. And particularly when Ira becomes available to it, then it may absolutely turn this around for this product. But currently, it's the software performance, the features of the software, which I just don't think perform particularly well. You know, I've interviewed Charles Clark from the company, ARX Vision. And um, what I love about what he's doing and what I love about him and what he's he's sort of talking about publicly, not, not just privately, but publicly, is that he wants this kind of feedback. He wants people to talk about this, you know. So I think, you know, as long as the, as I always say, you know, as long as it's constructive, that's fine. Um, I mean, you're, well, picking wait, up, wait. you're picking up some tangible things here, right? So the voice, I mean, that, that is, and that's a really important point. You know, if that voice is, is grating, if that voice is not, a pleasant voice. I mean, put it this way, if it had Daniel on it, no, I think it might actually, but if it's Daniel that's on there all day and all night, yeah, I, that would be enough to put me off. Well, I, I thought it was down, maybe there was something with the, the, the product, the aftershocks that I had, maybe the, um, you know, the pads, the bone conduction pads, maybe they were slightly, I don't know, damaged, but it's not. Even when you go to the app on the phone, the voice is exactly the same. Yeah. And it's a really low quality voice. And like I say, it does make a difference. So, um, yes, look, uh, Charles has, comes from a background of, I think it's game development, doesn't he? Um, and he definitely wants this feedback. As I said, this is early days for this product. And if we can get, this is something that we've been calling for, you know, an affordable, more affordable uh, hardware, external wearable headset. Is something that we've been asking for, and this is the first attempt at this. And hey, maybe with some more development, this could really hit out of the park. Yeah, I don't know yet. I, I think you're right. I mean, it is early days, and look, no other big company other than Google really have managed to come up with something that works in this space really well. And this is the interesting thing. I mean, I go back to this point. We've said it before on the show, but I am always intrigued by the fact that this year. This year alone, we have spent more time talking about specialist tech companies creating these kind of products. I mean, I say specialist tech companies, you know what I mean. You know, companies that are making these products for blind and partially sighted people and vision. Yes, they are absolutely wanting to sell that to other people as well. They don't just mm -hmm. want to sell it to blind people. And frankly, why would you, right? You want to sell it to as many people as possible. So you should be making sure it's available to the market. That works for us because it brings the price down. So everybody wins in that situation. You know, when Audible, I always remember when Audible, you know, really got involved in audiobooks properly and really sort of took it on. And that first advert I remember seeing on TV was someone running down the street with earpods in or, you know, whatever it was. And they were listening to their audiobook. And it was just like, you know, you can take a book with you on a run. And suddenly people were going, hey, I could do this. And then, you know what? The prices of audiobooks fell and we could suddenly start getting audiobooks Absolutely. more easily. 
Yes. And more books were made available. And suddenly, because once you get the mainstream involved, that's what happens. So, yeah, we definitely want a product for everybody. So that's why I think part of me wants an Apple product or a re-release of Google Glass of some kind. And yeah. maybe that'll happen in the future. I don't know. But I but, think, but like you said, it's exciting to see these smaller companies. I don't mean that as any disrespect, but these no, but smaller they are. companies. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Compared to compared to big tech, right? See these smaller companies coming through. And maybe they are using the backbone of, you know, something like the Google image recognition or object recognition services as part of their uh product. But they're actually being they're making this hardware and, and going for it. It is exciting times. Here's the question though. If you'd got these and they connected directly to your iPhone, do you think you'd have felt differently? Uh, no. It, for me, it's not about the connection. I'm not a fan of the cable, I'll be honest. But I can live with that if the performance was up there. If you know it was reading really responsively and really accurately the short text in real time, fantastic. If I was able to scan the documents, although that isn't a bad feature, actually. That works quite well. But if the if the features worked well enough, then you can overlook and forgive the cable or whatever else. You know, it, it's it's a small matter. It's all about does it enable me to get my tasks done that I need it to do during the day, and at the moment it just doesn't. Didn't they identify a penguin in your hallway? Yeah, <laughs> yes, exactly right. So that's the scene recognition, and I've got to say though, I haven't found that feature to work in anything, in any app, in any. Yeah, you know, whatever. Mm, They're always terrible. Yeah. But as I'm walking through my hallway, it's saying there's a penguin laying on a, a <laughs> laying on sand, I think. Wow. Um, and there was a cat, and there was you know, it's all this weird stuff that if you actually listened to and took seriously, you would be scared out of your mind. Has your but, um, has your um, Android phone there maybe got Charles Bonnet syndrome? Is that the problem? <laughs> what's, what's going on? <laughs> it could. Be. Yeah, maybe. It sounds like it. I mean, but, so that, that, but hang on. I mean, first off, how do you know there's not a penguin lying on sand in the middle of well, your house? I mean, that well, is a good yes. I've been to your house. I mean, it's not impossible. <laughs> it could be true. <laughs> <laughs> and I say but, that with the greatest of respect. Understand? Yeah, of course you do. Yes. Yeah, so no, look, the scene, the scene recognition. I, I give that some that sort of pass anyway, because as I said, I don't think that technology is anywhere near usable for what we need it to be on any platform. No, and so it doesn't I, give. I mean, even on like seeing AI, it doesn't give you. A, I know it does give you some information, but I often think to myself, I don't know what I'm doing with this information. Yes, no. well, who who would use that? If I'm going into a room and, and I want to know what's, is that really anything usable? I don't. Everybody think so. stand still. I'm now going to scan the room to find out who's here and what's here, <laughs> as opposed yes. to just saying, "Hey, anyone? Uh, could someone help me get a coffee?" You know what I mean? Rather than saying, "Hang on, till I exactly scan the right. entire room to find a coffee machine." In Come on. practical terms, how 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 are we, we going to use that, right? Yeah. And, and that, so that's why I've sort of not putting that feature in with my. Although, can I, can I tell the you that there was a situation where a friend of mine was at a party, and there were groups of people standing around in different parts of the room, big big room, and he said he used AI, uh, seeing AI, on his iPhone. And what was cool about it was he was able to identify the groups of people where they were, so he could at least go to them. Part of me was thinking, though, okay, I get that. That's that's understandable. But he has ears. Yes. I mean, yeah. in the old days, yeah. you know, when I was, you know, growing up and I was getting my O&M, my orientation and mobility, I was told, use your hearing as much as you can. You know, this whole myth that blind people have got better hearing than anyone else. No, it's just that we use it more. Or we use of it- course. 
wisely. Yes. I mean, I don't cry when I don't when I cross a <laughs> wisely. road. Wisely, I use mine wisely. Well, I, I like that. When, when I cross the road, I do not look left and right because there's no value in for that for me. Well, yes. For me, it's about left and right. You know, or, you know, and hearing left and right, not seeing left and right. In fact, well, if I turn my head, I can't hear anything. Do you know what well, I mean? more than that, if you took, if, yes, I know what you mean. This is windy. Yeah. I've walked down the street before and my head turned one way. So, because it's too windy. <laughs> it's like walking like a crab. Um, <laughs> the point is, though, when do you, you get you down in your, uh, you know, to do the hands no, thing? I don't. No, right, okay. no, I'm too old for that. The crossing the road, though, I've got, I've actually made myself stop looking left or right because even though I couldn't see I still was in the habit of looking so left and right yeah. and it, it can give you it may give drivers the you know the impression that actually this guy can see even though I've got a five foot white stick in front of me so I've, I've stopped looking left and right purely for how it looks to the drivers so they know all right this guy hasn't seen me at all you know yeah, there's a really interesting conversation to be had around this. Maybe we'll maybe we will have this conversation in a day or two's time uh, around this whole kind of using technology versus using our own skills. Uh, and oh, some I people don't have, have got, any skills. Well, see, I, I don't know. I think we have more skills than we realise, and I think that's the thing. You you mm. you've just alluded to that that you. Well, I've got a particular set of skills. Right. What like Liam Neeson and Taken or Ah, oh, thank you. There thank we you. go. Um, so Sorry. you're not recommending ARX Vision. At this no, point, I can't recommend it. Honestly, you know, even though it is a lower price to the competition, honestly, I don't think it's it it does what it sets out to do. With that said, hey, I'm one man. Uh, I know there's other people out there that say uh, they they love it. So you know, have have a listen, have a look around before you make the choice. Even try it out. But, yeah, uh, do you yeah, know what? Personally, I, I can't recommend. I, it. I, I am seeing some people. It's not all, but some people talking about the. You know the positivity or the positives of ARX Vision, and I think we need, we need to talk to these people. We need to actually get them on to, to maybe battle this out with you. Absolutely, yeah. Take take Sean to task if you've got ARX Vision and you want to tell us about your experience with it. Then do get in touch with us because I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. You're right. I mean, you know, your opinion and, and my opinion. It means Jack. Mintz. It's just our opinion at the yeah. end of the day. Yeah, someone Jack Mince. So I don't know what you're talking. Don't listen to it. Um, yes, if you if you have got it, definitely. I would like to hear if you find it. You know, if you've got a different opinion to me, I would definitely like to hear about it. Uh, coming up, we're going to be hearing from uh, Kevin Chow on Envision Glasses, which um, is an alternative. And the reason that we kind of group ARX Vision, Envision, and also now I guess the Blind Show Classic is kind of because they all link with Ira. Uh, and that is the link now, so that you know Ira being available or coming to, if not available to, uh, Blanchard Classic devices as well. Another great phone. I mean, that the thing again, and, and I'm hearing rumours, and I don't know if it's true or not, but I'm hearing rumours that ARX Vision are working with Blanchard in order to connect the two together, and that might work pretty mm-hmm. well actually. That may be a good yeah. option, and it kind of it kind of takes that Blanchard to another new level again. That that little phone is quite. a Little beast, isn't it? I mean, it's it's pretty I, impressive. I can see it. Take, it's yeah, it's it's making inroads into the community. It is starting to, you know, people are looking at it and saying, mm, "iPhone or that?" Actually, that blind shell doesn't look too bad. And you can get a headset, you know, for it as well. I mean, you know, again, it depends. I think one of the challenges, and I would say this about the RX Vision from my experience, I kind of wish it was just a bit more involved with the the OS itself. You know, so. Um, 
you're not getting any other audio feedback, I don't think, through it, are you? You're only getting the app. Well, as soon as you plug in the headset, the app opens up. Um, but what I happens when actually... you close the app? Does, does TalkBack yeah, run say, through it? I haven't actually gone back to standard Android yeah, <clears> excuse me, and, and used it. Yeah, I, I'll try that after. Because I'm pretty sure when I tried it, that didn't happen. So you would still have to have the device as well as... It's not like a Bluetooth headset, right? So it's not like a Bluetooth that's just carrying all the audio no, from the device straight to it. So. And, yeah. you know, Envision's got its challenges there as well because it is entirely independent of the phone. You connect to the phone for data, but that's it. The the, the glasses are entirely independent. So, that's you know, right. It's, it's like we've kind of got the right... We've got all the pieces of this puzzle. puzzle too. <laughs> it's just but putting it's, them all together in the right way. But, you know, that's the kind of exciting thing. You know, the only the only downside to this is that people are spending a lot of money right now to essentially beta test all this stuff. That's the problem. You know, I agree. We are totally all beta agree. testing at the minute, whether we like it or not. I mean, these, these are products. Yes. yes, you can go and buy them. But they are beta products because newer, better products will come. Now, you could say that about any product. You could say the Apple Watch 1 was a beta. <laughs> That's you could very say true. the iPhone was a beta. Right? I mean, you could say anything's a beta. I get that. But it does feel like we are we, we always tend to have to you know cough up some serious cash to play a part in this game. And, you know, when a new version comes out, I mean, look, you know, not to knock Blindshell, but, you know, Blindshell Classic came along. And now Blindshell Classic 2s come along. They are quite different devices. If you've got the original Blindshell, you don't have half the features. You get yeah. a new one. It's true. And, you know, people had to, I guess, buy that to feedback to then create that product. Um, yeah, it's an interesting one. Anyway, I'll be interested in your feedback. As always, do get in touch with us. You can email us, feedback at ami.ca. You can call us on one 4567 Up next, we'll hear... Uh, a conversation we're resurfacing for you today on Double Tap with Kevin Chow talking about his experience of the Envision glasses. Follow Double Tap on social media at Double Tap On Air and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts and email us feedback at ami.ca. We'll be right back. This is Double Tap. Now, back to the show. Yeah, back to the show. And today, Sean Priest and I are going to be talking all about Envision glasses. Well, we are not because, you know, what do we know, right? Nothing. I'm, I'm still waiting for my demo pair to arrive. Still waiting, Sean Priest. Still waiting. How dare they make you wait for your free pair of Envision glasses? <laughs> it's, it's a damn a disgrace. disgrace. It's a damn you disgrace. You should complain more. <laughs> I think I might, actually. Yeah, Who do I write to to say, where am I? Why is, why is my free stuff not here? <sighs> Envision, I'm very grateful for anything you'd like to send me, not no, Stephen Scott. Don't, don't be sending him stuff. If, if he no, gets no, no. something before me, I'll be deeply annoyed. Okay. Deeply, deeply annoyed. annoyed. Okay. Wow. Okay. Sorry. Carry on. They'll they'll be with you soon. I know. I can't wait. I'll, I'll be honest. I'd love to get my hands on these. Amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Kevin Chow is joining us, listener to the show, long-time listener, actually. And uh, he joins us now. Uh, well, now, Kevin, whereabouts are you in the world? I'm in the Bay Area in California. Oh, wow. Okay. I, I bet it's warm there. Oh, he's cool. We've got a heat dome going on, so definitely it's on the warmer side. Mm. Um it's been in the 90s here and uh, some places in the 110. Oof. Wow. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, Stephen has to talk about the weather. It's, it's in his British contract. It is in the, it's in the British part of my <laughs> Canadian contract with AMI. We must talk about I think Canadians do this as well. I think it's a thing, right? I mean, obviously in California, you're used to one temperature and that is uh, blisteringly hot 
or mm. on fire. He's living in paradise. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, we're going to be talking today all about Envision glasses uh, because I I think what's been interesting, Kevin, and, and you'll know this as well by uh, listening to our show, we've been talking a lot about Ira over the past couple of weeks already. And, you know, the fact that Ira is now available on Envision glasses has got a lot of people interested because it brings Ira to a wearable device, which is brilliant. Uh, but I, I'd kind of like to learn more about the Envision glasses themselves and what they can do. Now, we are going to be speaking uh, to the wonderful people at Envision. Karthik Karnan joins us on a, an episode coming soon on Double Tap TV. So watch out on Double Tap TV, Tuesdays, 8pm Eastern on AMI-TV for that. Uh, but for now, let's talk about the glasses with you because you've had them now for, what, two months? Yeah, I've had them for about two months. I got them shortly after um, they made the announcement of, like, that Ira was going to be on them and um, just some kind of uh, new promos and structure changes. So, yeah, I got them in the beginning of July. Oh, that's interesting. So you got them around about the time when the the announcement was made about Ira. So that was something that, that kind of drew you to it, I guess. That was something that made you think, this is the reason now to get these. Yes, because I've heard about them before and I was like, well, the, the feature set sounds pretty good and stuff like that, but let's see if it kind of ends up being more of a platform and other um, things end up being built on it. Okay, uh, so let's maybe talk through, for people who don't know about Envision Glasses, because I was watching a webinar um, on YouTube, which they had done around about the time when Ira and Envision were getting together, and it was a really helpful webinar. But interestingly, a lot of people coming up in the questions were asking, okay, so what is Envision? We get the Ira thing, but what is Envision? What does it do? So you've had it for two months. Talk us through the features. Talk us through what this thing can actually do, what these glasses can do. Yeah, so first, I guess it's similar to, I'm sure quite a bit of listeners are going to be familiar with apps like Seeing AI and um, different um, apps that will identify things out there in the world. So it uses the Envision AI app um, that you use to initially pair and um set up your different uh, settings that you want, but it will do things from like short text where you can just have live text, just read um, whatever's in front of you. Um, It'll also allow you to scan documents or even do uh, like a bad scan mode type of thing where you can scan multiple documents in a a row. It's always the same, isn't it? There's always something starts talking to you as soon as you uh, start doing a show, Sean. This is, this is our everything life. Talks. Sorry. I know, exactly. Or well, you yeah. spend an hour turning everything off. It's I, impossible. I, honestly, I go around my room and I tell I tell Lady A to be quiet. I tell my phone to be quiet. Yes. And then all of a sudden, the thing that got me was, one day, Kevin, I was doing the show, and all of a sudden, in the middle of it, my iPad starts ringing. And my iPad never rings. And I'm thinking, how does that decide? And what, this AI is taking over. I mean, it can't Just find me a you. restaurant, but it can somehow start ringing a phone <laughs> when I didn't want it to. Anyway, sorry, you were saying. Right, sorry, definitely. <laughs> These ways, things find a way of being disruptive when we're not wanting them to be. <laughs> Absolutely, but, um, yeah. fine. Um, yeah, so the main, um, I think the, the the tagline that Envision has is um, hear, the, hear your world. So it allows you to basically all the visual information from either short text, it will allow you to just um, have a live read of whatever's in front of you, whether that be like mail or just text or even just um, like a, a signs out um, at a business or just kind of flyers and stuff like that. It'll read those things kind of like pretty instantly or even like a scan document mode that will allow you to like batch scan and give you um, pretty nice and pretty guided feedback as far as um, either 
uh, move your head up or um, tilt the move the document down or um, move the document right or move your uh, glasses left and stuff like that or move your head left um, to also identifying things like color um, if the lights are on or off it'll give you the kind of um, feed the feedback uh, tone change of the lights are on um, recognize colors in kind of two different ways like a simple or more of a complex mode um, personally the simple one the basic ones make more sense to me the more elaborate color structures are beyond me um, and also recognize currency so it um, uses the cash reader I think that was one of the first apps um, similar to the one that's available on the mobile devices um, it uses the same cash reader so um, recognizes pretty quickly um, and uh, so that's pretty cool to do that you'll do that hands-free and um, it also has a feature called um, call an ally so allies are essentially your personal friends and family network that you can call up and um, have them see from your perspective of what your envision glasses see so it's been cool using that uh, just to uh, kind of capture moments and share them or even kind of get help of kind of like, hey, I'm inside this um, store, this place. I'm trying to find um, such and such or this person's pointing whatever way. So, um, <laughs> yeah, so definitely it's been the cool thing. Just call up an ally and um, it feels like they're basically there with you um, and it's cool not having to hold the phone. Um, and it also has features like describing a scene. So you can take a picture of like a room or kind of a people or whatever you're, whatever's in front of you. And it'll do a pretty good job of describing like, oh, there's, um, for example, we took our, uh, pet, our dog to, uh, obedience training it was a puppy and it would take kind of pictures and it would say like, a puppy in front of a classroom or a, um, a teacher in front of a classroom or stuff like that. Um, so it's um, pretty cool of how uh, it does give you a sense of kind of what's going on. And um, yeah, there's some pretty like nice and useful things that it'll just kind of give you uh, a sense of visual information and convert it into sound and um, things that are accessible for us uh, blind people. Amazing. Now, Kevin, a lot of those features will, you know, people will be familiar with, with, like you said, apps like CAI and the Envision app itself, which has been around a while now. And actually, I think is probably, you know, the, the, the closest comparison app to seeing AI, which I, you know, people hold up as the sort of benchmark, right? Envision, the Envision app has always been great. Um, do you find the, the app functions on the glasses just as well as it does using, the smartphone obviously we got the convenience factor of the camera always you know head mounted camera you don't have to hold the phone out but as for the actual functionality of it itself you know the uh, short text reading and things like that do you find it just as good as it is on the smartphone um so feature set wise i think there's like one a couple of features that are um available like on just the glasses and for on the app like one is like the call and ally feature I believe that's only available on the glasses and then like the barcode scanning that's only available on the phone app. Um, but I guess as far as like side by side comparison of like the short text, um, the benefit that the 
phone has is like if you're scanning something in a like a for example if i'm going to like the refrigerator or freezer to look for an item it may sometimes be not enough there may, may not be enough light in there so in that case like the glasses may tell not read as well or not um be able to recognize it without turning on the kitchen lights for example um versus the phone app it'll be able to just turn on the flash and um be able to recognize it yeah that's a good point i, I was thinking that maybe the you know, because the the app runs, the Envision app runs actually on the glasses itself. That maybe it's the you know, the glasses because they're so small is not quite as powerful as the average smartphone. So maybe it was slightly, you know, is is it nice and responsive when it gives you the answers? Um, I've been pretty amazed at how responsive it is, given the form factor and like that it is on your head. But um, I guess if you were to kind of side by side compare, if you're more familiar with how the Envision app performance on your phone you will definitely notice like kind of a performance hit that it does it does a little bit take a little bit longer to process maybe just a couple of extra seconds but um I, I guess the balance the balance of those couple extra seconds are you may not even be able to scan or kind of read that bit of text because both your hands may have been occupied or just the aspect of pulling at the phone and getting it lined up you may have this may not be, but um, yeah, it is a little bit, um, yeah, the convenience factor and it being head mounted does add a bit of um, like performance. I want to ask you, Kevin, if, if it's okay to ask about GPS, because there's been an interesting story going around, of course, the news that when Ira was launched on the glasses, one thing that it can't do at the moment, at least, is locate you via GPS, or I don't really understand how this works, but essentially the glasses and the phone, if they're connecting to the app, to the IRA service, the IRA agent can't see your location via the glasses at the moment. That's something that IRA and Envision are working on together via the Google Glass platform that they're running this on. Uh, but outside of IRA, can you navigate using Envision? No, not because I... Um, there's not a GPS um, like built into the Envision glasses, so there's not necessarily like any like where am I or look around or turn by turn um, per se on Envision glasses. And and that's that's the interesting bit here, isn't it, Sean? Because you know, for a lot of people, that that might be one reason why they would want this. I guess I'm starting to realize this is really a separate platform, isn't it? It's a it's separate to your smartphone. Yes, it will use the connection of your smartphone to to get connection to the outside world. You're connecting to your your phone essentially as a, as a hotspot, really, rather than than the, the the brains of the device being on the glasses. That's what I'm getting from this. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's the whole that's the sort of beauty of it. Really, this is a standalone device. You can take these out without a smartphone if there was a you know a Wi-Fi connection. Uh, available. Or just, you, you could take a, a, one of those little hotspot dongles. You, you know those little hotspot dongles yeah, you get? Exactly right. Yeah, yeah that's, that's right. As long as it's got a, a Wi-Fi connection to connect to to get access to the internet, uh, the, the glasses are absolutely happy. But yeah, we were talking about this before, Stephen. And I, I thought that maybe the Google glasses themselves, being the Enterprise Edition, may have had GPS built in. But maybe that's a bit much of an ask considering how much power GPS, you know, the battery power it takes up. So, um, yeah, I, I, that is a, that is a limitation, though, and, and hopefully um, we will get that soon because that is one of the big 
attractions for me is is Ira being able to look exactly where you are through the GPS and say, okay, you want to get to here, I'll give you directions. It, it's a fantastic thing that they offer, and it's it's something that we really need on the Envision glasses as well with the Ira service. So how do you navigate currently, Kevin? Do you just use your smartphone and, and say a pair of AirPods or Bluetooth headphones, that kind of thing? Yeah, I use my smartphone with like AirPods or the Bose frames and um, navigate that way. Th- that was definitely one of the benefits of the glasses form factor that Ira had before that it would sync up with the G- GPS since it was connected to your phone. Um, so I'm confused but- by this. Sorry, Kevin. I- I'm I'm very confused here. I mean, it's not the first time. Um, no, but I I just wonder how how are they going to if Ira and Envision are saying this is something they're working on and the GPS capability is not inside the glasses, how are they going to marry the two up? I'm confused. They would have to sync it with the phone, but if you don't have your phone with you and there's no GPS, I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm confused by this. Because if, if they're saying no. it's, it's capable, it must be. It must, because I think a lot of people, because we've, we're so used to this with wearable tech, right, that if you buy an Apple Watch, yes, okay, it can do a lot of things on its own. It may even have its own SIM card in it, but ultimately you need to pair it with an iPhone for it to work. And that's the same with Android watches. That's the same with other wearables at the moment. Whereas the Envision glasses, which are Google Glass Enterprise, they kind of live in a world of their own. That's why they can work with iOS and Android, right? I'm kind of figuring all this out as I go. So I feel like it's a day of learning for me over here. <laughs> well done. It's a beautiful thing. Isn't it beautiful? Your beautiful mind just opening up. Uh, yeah. Like they, That's I, what the noise is. Janine, you can hear it turning. <laughs> when we spoke to uh, Janine Stanley from Ira, she was saying about, you know, they are working on this. I think they recognise how important GPS connectivity is. And I think it will just be a case of opening up some sort of, you know, uh, chat between the app, Ira app on your phone, and recognizing the Envision glasses and being able to, you know, when it's asked to send the GPS signal across, or at least the coordinates of where you're at when when they when they're asked. So wouldn't it wouldn't have been easier just to actually have the app on the phone connect to the glasses separately. Would that not have made more sense? Well, yeah, no, that's, that's exactly what I'm saying. They will do, but I, I don't think. Look, the, the the thing is that the whole point of trying to get standalone wearable glasses, all we care about is the camera. Right, and currently there's no way to get a a reliable camera signal to let's say your iPhone, yeah, without connecting it through a cable. The 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 the, the Wi-Fi just isn't quick enough, or, or whatever it is, or it'd be too too much of a, a battery drain. There's no way to do it, so they do need to run it on on device. So they couldn't use the IR app and just say, "Here's a external camera, a wireless external camera," because that that technology just isn't up to what we need it to be at the moment. So that's why they're running it on the Google Glasses themselves. Um, so the GPS, I don't see it being a big issue, though. I think, yeah, you know, we always carry our phones around with us anyway. So um, I think I'm not, I'm not bothered about quickly. the GPS on the phone or, or where it comes. I just want it to be available so that if I make that call to an agent and I, because I, this is how I'm going to use it. It will be. It will, all right, well, calm down. Good. It will be. Good. <laughs> all right. Good. I, I'm going to fall out with someone otherwise. I'm not happy about this. <laughs> Well, they did say there's a workaround, didn't they? You could jump off the Ira app on your Google Glasses, on your Envision Glasses, mm. sorry, and open up the Ira app on your smartphone, connect to an agent and get the GPS signal so they get it, uh, your your position, your and then yeah. jump off that call and start Ira up on the Envision Glasses again. Um, and hopefully you would get the same agent and they would able you'd be able to carry on. So it's a bit of a clunky, it's not elegant 
for a workaround at all. But I, they're going to fix this. this. They will get this working. I've got absolutely no doubt. Okay, so you know, you've talked a lot, Kevin, about the the various features and the wonderful features that exist on Envision itself. So that and that's brilliant to hear about. But what about Ira? Have you tried that? Have you had a, a bit of a play? Have you connected with agents? And how has the how have the calls gone? Have they been able to see what you need to see? Okay. Yeah, it, it's been a really great experience, and I've um, when I've called uh, agents both during the beta as well as when it's been out, and uh, but they were all really impressed with just how great the field of view is and um, how clear everything was, and they were able to hear me pretty well, and I was able to hear them, uh, the agents, nice and clearly. The um, it works well in kind of more like simple and kind of quiet environments. I found like if I'm more in a busy like area, I've tried it in mall, in a mall, for example, and just with it being noisier and just kind of a busier place, it just gets a little trickier to um, for like the agents to be able to hear me because the, the microphone isn't. Um, yeah. I don't think it does well with kind of voice isolation, a lot of background noise, but um, if you're in kind of, uh, yeah, but for the most part, it's a really great experience. You sound really positive about it. I mean, I'm not saying I'm surprised by that. You know, I just, I think you sound surprised, but (laughs) I just think it's very early days with this tech, isn't it? I mean, you know, we kind of all expected, I think, I don't know about you, Kevin, but I certainly felt, I know we've talked about this plenty, Sean, where we kind of were waiting for Apple to deliver the answer to this and it hasn't come along and what we've seen over the last year is this weird out of left field kind of move from all these tech companies these specialist tech companies or assistive tech companies creating the answer to our problems and it's it's early days there's a lot of development obviously a company like envision won't have the resources of apple or a google or anyone else you know they're working on this the best they can with the team they have and it's actually working well, you know, so th- that is a bit surprising, actually. And it kind of makes me wonder if Apple ever do come up with what we might think is the solution. <laughs> it's too late. We've already got it. We've all spent our money. We've bought our Envision glasses. So screw it. We don't need your Apple glass. You can you can shove it. Uh, can I just say, Mr. Cook, if you're listening, I would love a pair of Apple glasses. Don't send them to Stephen. Thank you. <laughs> oh, they never send me anything anyway. What do they care? Kevin, uh, look, I, I, what it comes down to, because, you know, we can't get away from the price of these. But I, I like you, I'll be honest, you know, when the Envision glasses were announced, I thought, oh, these are cool. But there wasn't enough there over just using, you know, Envision on my smartphone to make me go out and get some until... Ira was announced. That does seem to be the killer app, the killer feature for these. Um, do you are you happy with your outlay on buying these glasses? Do you think the you know the, the usefulness is justified the price? Yeah, definitely. Between the level of like convenience, the experiences, and the access that I've been able to have through the Envision glasses, I would definitely say so. Between even before Ira was there and um, kind of leading up to it being available, it's definitely been a worthwhile experience. I'm definitely happy with it. And um, yeah, I mean, it it worked out too that uh, between the uh, Ira announcement coming to Envision classes, they also dropped the price by I think a thousand dollars or so. Yeah, that was, that was, and that was a big deal, wasn't it? For a lot of people. And of course, if you sign up now, I think you get what 200 minutes of Ira usage added onto your, account your ira account as well which is great because those minutes don't expire so you know if you do buy it you get that benefit as well which is great um 
Kevin, while I've got you, I just want to ask you about the dot pad because this is something we've talked about last season on Double Tap TV. We've got a hands-on demo coming up on this season of Double Tap TV, Tuesdays 8pm Eastern on the AMI-TV. Just saying, you know, in case you've missed it, uh, and on the AMI-TV app and on the YouTube channel. There, I think. Has that crossed everything off? Is everybody What's happy? What's the YouTube channel? It's just got- Double Tap On Air. Oh, beautiful. Why because not as I keep telling you, Sean Priest, every single yes. episode, we are yes. across social media on Double mm. Tap On Air. All right. Okay. Yeah. I only say I know every that show. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I noticed my email changed to Double Tap On Air and, and no one told me. So I don't know. I think we did tell you. The problem is we emailed you. We'll leave you. that alone. We, Let's we not emailed have an you argument to tell on you air. and you didn't get the email. <laughs> Uh, but then you didn't read emails, so how would we know? Anyway, never mind. Dolly. Let's not fight sorry. in front of a guest. Shh, it's not nice. No, sorry. Carry on. Kevin, tell us about the, the dot pad. pad. <laughs> Let's talk about the yeah, dot pad. So maybe, maybe first off, explain to our, our audience what the, the dot pad is. Uh, so the dot pad is a tactographics display. Um, it is able to basically have pin, an array of pins raised and lower to show a tactile representation of like images, icons, or kind of whatever visual elements that are, um, is focused on by the screen reader. Um, so I'll kind of give a physical description of the size of it. It's, it's like nine inches by 11, um, and like an inch and a quarter thick. So kind of similar to the size of like, almost like a pine iPad pro, but a little bit thicker. Um, and then like the top, Two-thirds of it mostly has the tactile graphics display, and then there's a row of six um, nav- kind of buttons used for navigation and interaction. And then there's a 20-cell um, Braille display used for rendering text or kind of showing whatever the text is. Um, but, yeah, the main kind of cool part is really the tactile graphics part. Um, so I, like most probably voiceover or screen reader users, tend to um, may get like images or screenshots without alt text and be like, okay, this is, doesn't have any meaning or description. So I guess I'm just going to not know what's in here or just, this Mm -hmm. isn't meaningful to me. So I'm just going to skip past it or, um, um, but the cool thing with some like with the dot pad is it's reversed that are kind of flipped on, on its head that I've been curious and kind of wanted to go out and explore what icons, images, or when people send screenshots, I'm like, let me connect it to my dot pad and let me see what that looks and feels like. And it's really cool to be able to get the, like the layout and the structure and to get the feel for all these different things, these visual things that have been out there forever. Um, but we just haven't had access to. Um, and I really would describe it as like, for the longest we've had access to, uh, text using our screen readers and um, similar to going from like the command line interface. I mean, we've basically had that and now we've had now have access to like a GUI. So a graphical interface, it's making that graphics accessible in a tactile form. That's a really good analogy. I, I like that. Yeah, absolutely. I understand that. How, how, how easy is it to, to get a, if someone sent you a screenshot, could you feel that? enough to describe it back to them no um so the reason for that is because it is early days it more gives like a really low resolution kind of just a basic layout and structure a lot of the context and details of what what the specific label is or what things are 
aren't there. Um, but using it in combination of, let's say, for example, someone does send a screen screenshot, at least I'm able to kind of feel the layout and the shape of it. And then if there is the text content or if I use something like pairing up with Ira, I'm able to go to like the parts of it and have them describe, okay, here in the top left or this thing that you should fill going a thin line going halfway across or, or this um, little part in the um, bottom left um, is like the radio buttons or this part here is the paragraph or this part here is like the chart or um, kind of be able to feel and trace those different areas provides like a much more clear um, image of what things are. So it's like the reverse of typically I would have to ask people to describe images and then imagine it and kind of piece it together and like just have a mental picture of that. Mm. And now mm -hmm. I'm able to yeah. trace this um, tactile graphic and point and say, what's this, what's here and what's there. And now I'm able to know exactly what's where and um, place it more exactly and um, associate those um, contexts and details to that actual yeah, image. Yeah, you, you uh, kind of need a sense of what you're looking at or feeling. Yeah. Right? You, you kind of need that context. And that context helps you understand the image a bit more. If someone sends yes. you something, like Sean says, you know, someone sends you a graphic and says, hey, what is this, Kevin? And you go, I have no idea. Is that an elephant or is it a tree or is it a <laughs> building? Or, you know, what is this thing? Um, so, yeah, that's really interesting. Uh, you know, uh, we've got to come on again soon, Kevin, uh, because there's so much we could talk about. And, you know, I'm really interested in the whole dot pad thing because that really is quite an incredible device. So, so please come back soon, Kevin. Thank you so much for coming on to Double Tap today. Definitely. Thank you. Uh, Thanks, Kevin. Yeah, Sean, that's it for today. Um, what a great show. What We've learned a lot. We have learned things on this show. We must stop this because uh, I know, it's, it's getting It's a, le unner it's it's getting a learning experience for us both, Steve and Scott, and hopefully for our listeners. Yeah, look, I, you know, there's so much kit out there. It's so great to talk to someone who's actually got hands on. We, we yeah. talk so often about, you know, oh, have you heard about this? Have you heard about it? Sounds good. But getting someone who's actually used it, I mean, you know, there's nothing like it. So thanks to Kevin there. Absolutely. Well, uh, thank you for listening once again. Remember, you can keep us in the loop uh, on your thoughts and everything you're hearing and send us your feedback as well. Exactly what Kevin did. He emailed in with uh, his thoughts. Feedback at ami.ca. You can call us on that number, which is... <laughs> the number what is, is just causing us nothing but confusion <laughs> here at Double Tap. one 803 Have you got that in your mind now? one 803 Four five six seven. Uh, I've told everyone who emailed in, Sean, that it was your fault. Uh, but we got well. it wrong. So you know, just so you know, it's, you know, I know it's not your Thank fault. You. I'm just telling people that. Okay, right, good. I don't have that power. They don't let 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 me near the telephone. <laughs> so I have no idea. Eighteen seventy seven eight zero three four five six seven. Got it. There you go. Uh, you also find us on social media across social media at Double Tap on Air. We're back tomorrow. Thanks, guys. Follow Double Tap on social media at Double Tap On Air and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts and email us feedback at ami.ca. We'll be right back. The Walrus is Canada's conversation and you're invited to take part. Download AMI's Voices of the Walrus where professional narrators read selected articles from the magazine. Available wherever you download your AMI podcasts.